What's going on, y'all? This is Mike Brown, and I just wanted to say I hope you and all your loved ones are safe right now. Thank you guys for listening to the show and tuning into the show every week. I appreciate y'all so much for being on this journey with me. And also, if you like the show, please subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. And also, please leave a comment. Let other people know what you think. Thank you guys so much for listening. This is Mike Brown. It's started letting go. Yo, what up? This is Mike Brown, and this is The Art of Letting Go. Today, I have a special guest in the building. We met at a speed dating event. Um, and it's funny because I just jumped in just because I was like, it ain't enough men here, so I'm going to just jump in. But we ended up connecting because you're from Houston, I'm from Houston, and we just had like really dope conversation. Yeah. Um, you mind introducing yourself to the people? Hello, people. I am Ngazi Kim uh, from GaziTV.com. And uh, yeah, I write sketch comedy, and I'm from Houston as well, living at LA Cali Dream. Uh, blessed to be on this podcast today. I appreciate you being here. And we, we started out with like just amazing conversation and like, you know, with everything that we've been talking about, because, you know, to give the, the listeners like a little backstory of what we've been talking about, but we've been talking about everything that's going on right now and just the importance of black lives. You know what I mean? And just seeing like the progression of how everything is moving, like it almost feels like you know, us, especially as creatives, like we're, we're part of like the next black renaissance, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's something special to be a part of, but how do you feel about like just where things are going to move? Cause where, where do things go after this? You know what I mean? Or what do you envision? So I can't necessarily weigh the world on my shoulders. <laughs> Absolutely. Feel, yeah. Like, you know, which as a, as a black woman, I feel like that happens to us a lot. And even now, I feel like there's a lot of pressure to do that. I feel like there's just a lot of pressure to speak out, to see what we're going to do moving forward. And I do believe that we are on the brink of something major, even more major than we've ever seen, because this is not a fight uh, that we just started yesterday or two weeks ago. It's been a very long time. And so... I'm not going to carry the world, but I am going to carry like my purpose into what um, what I can bring to the world during this time, which is, you know, comedy, yeah. out, you know, the funny things uh, in, in even the ugliest times and the darkest moments. And so I'm focusing more on, hey, am I going to donate up all my all everything I have in my bank account? No. Will I donate something? Yes. But also will I donate uh, what I can bring to the table just walking on this earth. Yes, that's my that's my art. So <laughs> yeah. I'm really just trying to, you know, focus on what I can do individually for the cause. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing that so much because that is exactly where I've been. And, you know, I don't I can't say that I connect to every form of fighting for the cause that everybody is doing because I have my own ways, you know what I mean? Like simply just like with this podcast, for example, like I feel like my way of like empowering people and healing people is my way of contributing to the fight. And in the beginning, it was hard to accept what my role exactly is because, you know, like you said, putting that weight of the world, you feel like you're supposed to be doing everything, but it's like, it's people in place 
to to be out marching and fighting for that is people in place to do different things and like i think the biggest way to contribute is really finding our own roles within it right so whatever your art form is pouring into people speaking to people having a podcast doing comedy doing spoken word uh poetry people are doing interpretive dances whatever because at that when you're doing something that um is and so so inherently a part of you it's inevitably going to make the world better um you know this is just what we need even if it's one person a day or two people a day whatever it is as long as you're actively doing which which you can you know and just 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 coming from where we from i feel like you know just coming from houston i feel like i'm sure you have as well dealt with a lot of racism fought a lot of racism and it's like the the way of fighting it looks a little different to me now you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like rather than because growing up the only thing i was taught was to use my my hands (laughs) you know what i'm saying like somebody tell you something disrespectful you you put your hands on them somebody call you out your name or whatever like somebody tell you something racist you fight and now being an adult and being more mature you know for me my fight looks like yeah it it just doesn't make sense to keep trying the same thing that wasn't working so it's almost feeling like having to throw away racism like yes i'm not denying that it exists at all but i don't have to partake in that shit you know what i'm saying because the thing that's been on my mind because a lot of my non-Black friends have been reaching out as far as what can they do, how can they help, and I feel like it's not on me to come up with the solution because I'm not the problem. We didn't, and, right, we didn't create the problem at all. <laughs> yeah, and I think a lot about like women and having to deal with rape. Like, Would you ask a woman to come up with a solution for how not to be sexually assaulted? So exactly. how could you expect a black person to come up with a solution for racism? Right. We're we're waiting on, you know, we're we're waiting on <laughs> the culprit to come out and say, hey, or I did this, you know, that 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 level of accountability that we're still waiting on in this country is just like, hey, once we're not gonna accomplish anything until accountability is shown inhaled and put on the on the forefront put at the dinner table is what we need to be serving i'm not serving you guys any more pamphlets anymore this is how we feel anymore the accountability is what you guys need to serve us a big old juicy plate of it because it doesn't make sense either way i have had friends non-black friends who have reached out and everything and it's just like listen me telling you what to do is not going to fix the problem because we've been saying it. We've been saying it years ago when the Black Lives Matter um, movement even started. Nobody wanted to hear it. Everybody was calling it divisive. It was this, it was that. Kaepernick or Kaepernick taking a knee. Nobody wanted to, you know, and so I don't want to feel that, oh, here we go again. Every few years we act like we care and then don't. But if it's a situation where people continuously ask, what can I do? And then we tell them and then nothing really gets done. It's like, what are we doing? You know, it's, it's exhausting living the life of a black person in the U S 
I can only speak for myself. And it's also exhausting, (laughs) you know, it's also exhausting trying to tell, trying to explain, Hey, this is what y'all did. And this is how we're going to fix it. Cause it's like, what are we doing? (laughs) Like we've been telling y'all, we've been telling y'all for years. We've been showing y'all. And it's just like, do y'all want to hear just to, just so, do y'all want to hear just so y'all can say, okay, well, we tried, or do y'all really actually, do we want to make, do we want to tear down this system that's been built and rebuild? I mean, it's exhausting. <laughs> it is. It is. And um, I was going to ask you, what is it like for you as a creative during this time, like having to deal with this, but also having to deal with the pandemic and just everything that's going on? How has it been for you? So, okay. So, this year started off very interesting. I told myself, I was like, listen, girl, you got to get on a show, you know, trying to do bigger and better things. I was going on auditions for major television shows uh, every day, every day, every day. The pandemic hit, you know, I'm here in L.A., like your worst, your worst nightmare. You're here in L.A. by yourself. A pandemic hits. My mom actually got COVID-19. Oh, wow. And yeah, and so uh, she's an essential worker. She's a nurse. Um, and so she got better recovered. I, I was so worried about my dad. So that type of anxiety took place, right? You know, you're trying to figure out how you're going to pay for this. Then when everyone's mental state is already kind of like very fragile, here comes this. And so in that moment, in moments like that, I just, I started to make sure that I was eating right, tapping even deeper into my spirituality, listening to God. Because sometimes with everything going on, it's easy to just like hear them, but not really have to pay attention. I feel like we're being forced to pay attention. And to me, it's pay attention to why this is all happening. Like, my mom had COVID. I'm not in a place where I could just get on a, you know, in my car and drive 15 minutes away to go see her. So there's a lot of things that I have to deal with by myself here and still be creative because I, I often know how to create through the chaos, but the chaos came so heavy. It was like, okay, this is, this is when your art is needed the most so I've really just been sitting sitting with that. Like I said, just been meditating and doing more things so that I can have the mind space um, and have the healthy mind to even be able to create anything. So really just knowing that this is all for a purpose. Like we have stories to tell, you know, this is just all for a purpose. And so I've actually been more creative since this has been taking place. Uh, like I said, I get create, I can create through the chaos, which is very important. Um, and some of the best art was made and created through, like, you know. Absolutely. Anne Frank, Anne Frank's one of my favorite. She she literally journaled through what was going on. She was a writer, writer, you know. And yeah. that she's, she's, she'll always be my favorite example, how she, you know, opened up that journal. And still to this day, she's will never be forgotten because of sharing her art during the Holocaust. Yeah. Yeah. And that, yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. Um, Cause I feel that same way. And sometimes, yeah, like, and I guess my question to you would be is how do you not take on the pressure of the world? Cause sometimes as a creative, it does make you feel like, right. you know, that you're supposed to be creating for change or whatever, but right. I'm sure. And, and Frank wasn't writing that book thinking like, I have to like change the world with my, 
my right. with her journal. You know what I mean? She was just creating through the pain, and it's just yeah. like, uh, I'm, I can't think about if this is going to um, solve all the problems, but I can think about how it's going to make people feel that when they watch it and see it. So if it's for people that had a mindset based on racism and they, you know, they couldn't step out of, maybe they just came across one of my funny videos that kind of put a mirror up to racism to show them how ridiculous and how foolish you look acting this way. And if maybe that, um, uh, lit a fire under them or turn on some type of switch in their head just by watching a two to three minute video that I created uh, during this chaotic time, that's good enough for me. Like, yeah. you know, because anything other than that, like if I, I would love for a million people to see the videos, I would love for that. But if 10 people saw something and changed their mind because of what I created, that's fine. Because trying to weigh the world on your shoulders, especially when the world has, you know, just acted crazy towards you it's you know it's not worth it you gotta just do what you can with what you bring to the table that's what's up <laughs> um and you meant you mentioned like creating through pain like do you feel like you feel a difference in creating through pain and creating when you're not experiencing like i guess like a negative experience so I usually, since it's comedy that I, that I do, I usually, the experiences are usually painful-ish, whether it's dating or just something that, you know, it's like, oh man, it's kind of a dark time. Let me make, but this right here is super duper dark. Um, is there a, wait, what was the question? Is there a difference? Yeah. Like, do, do you feel a difference? Like, like, is it easier for you to create in pain or like you know uh, can you still create from, like when you when you're when you're not in that space yes creating from creating from chaos yeah there's pain and then there's like that's true yeah inner, yeah there's inner so creating from from here right now i would say it's pain and chaos just mixed together in a big old sandwich and it, it is easier because yeah. you don't care <laughs> yeah you know, you genuinely don't care because at that moment, it's like, y'all gonna get this message. Like, I don't care if you don't think it's funny. I don't care if, if you're just, if it's so dark, the message is still, you got that message though, right? Okay, cool. You know? Yeah. The message hits deeper. The message hits different. So, I mean, to me, it sounds like you create with purpose. Like, it's not like yeah. you're just making stuff just to make stuff. Right, I don't. That's, in, that's very... If you're going to make stuff just to make stuff, you're in for a real treat in 2020 because it's exhausting. You have to have a why. You have to have a why or else you're just making stuff and that's exhausting because the, the amount of things you can make are endless. There's so many platforms. It's exhausting. And I see people doing it every single day. And I'm just like, oh, you're just feeling pressure to create stuff, but there is no purpose behind it. Yeah. <laughs> You know, so yeah, I definitely create from purpose. And when my purpose is being um, like, how do I want to say this? Threatened or challenged. And that's basically like just being a black woman doing kind of quirky comedy, whatever, feeling it, feeling like maybe that sector doesn't get as much shine or whatever. It doesn't even matter because I'm what I'm about to create right now. Um, it's just, it's so meaningful. It's just, it's just meaningful. <laughs> like, 
y'all gotta yeah yeah that's what's up um <laughs> what what advice would you give to like a, a creator of any medium right now i would say know your why why do you want to do it like straight up why do you want to do it because in today's you know social media with everything and you can you can literally create anything you want on any platform but you have to ask yourself why if your why is oh because i want a lot of followers set the pin down but go sit down somewhere like no if your why is oh i just you know i, I i'm just trying to figure out no you better put that pin down until you really figure out your actual why because figure out your why and if you're struggling with trying to figure out your why ask yourself what you want to be known for ask yourself uh what kind of mark you want to leave on this world ask yourself um if you were looking outside of yourself what would you want to say about yourself just like ask yourself your why people pretend that they don't know and they just they trying to see what they want to do no they don't have a why and once you do you can create anything <laughs> fact that's a, yeah. a big fact how long have you been in la i've been in la it's gonna be three years in august i came here August 2017, the day before Hurricane Harvey. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I was living in Austin. I've been in Austin. Uh, I was living in Austin. You know, my family's from Houston, but I was in Houston the week before I was about to move away, you know, and then I get on my plane, hop on a plane at LAX with my dream and my cardigan, uh, get here, and then boom, Hurricane Harvey. And, and that is when I first started experiencing anxiety. Because oh, I was God. like, oh, I'm chasing my dream and my whole family is over here. And now this crazy hurricane is happening. So I'll never forget. <laughs> wow. Do you, <laughs> right. do you still experience anxiety? Yes, but I'm, you know, making sure I'm finding my ways to um, combat it. Making yeah. sure that, you know, my circle is good no matter how small it is. It needs to, I don't need to be surrounded by anybody that's making me feel even more anxious. Anything outside of me that's making me feel anxious, I cut it off immediately. Cut off queen. <laughs> but, yeah. um, you know, meditating, connecting with people like you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> just making sure that I'm controlling things that make me feel good, you know? That's what's up. Yeah. That's what's up. Do you, how do you feel about the transition from Texas to here? I love it. I, I didn't feel like... I've always felt like I didn't fit in. Yeah. Uh, my parents are Nigerian. <laughs> so I've always felt like wasn't Nigerian enough, of course, wasn't black enough, of course. Um, I I kind of scaved through school by making jokes and stuff. And I wasn't really the, I was like a B plus student, like a D math student. Yeah. So I never really like School was cool, went to college and stuff, but I never really felt like I fit in there because everyone was working towards working in a corporate type of job and not creative. I don't feel like the environments I was in were conducive for someone like me um, who, you know, had much bigger dreams to create all of this stuff outside of like what we were be being trained to do in college, you know, in the education system. But that's a whole different story. Um, yeah. I love L.A. I do. Me too. Me too. I do. I'm a West Coast kind of girl. Like, I just, I feel like this is where I'm supposed to be. 
um, from the South, but I love LA. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel you. And like it, the South is always going to be there. It's always going to be right. home. Right. But it is something about LA. Like it, I feel like it brings out like the, the best of the best as far as like creatives and just like people that really have like the ideas to, mm-hmm. to get out. Like we all come here for a reason. And I find that a lot of people get burnt out. But how do you keep from burning out? Remembering my why. I'm telling you. Well, I, you, <laughs> you, you know, listen. I, I, I already understand. I, I know. Because, okay, I started my channel in 2012. So it's eight years now, right? And it's just like, okay, I moved from undergrad. Then I went to Austin. And it's like all of this stuff. And it's just like, sometimes I'm like, well, why am I? Oh, yeah. You know, even when I was selling it, even when I go back to Houston, and you know, um, maybe some the, the the culture of Houston is not conducive to the life that I want to live. So when I go home, I remember I love my family. I, I'm with my family and everything. And, you know, maybe see one or two friends there in Houston. But then when when I'm there and I have my still moments, I remember my why of why I left because yeah. I need to be in a place where I can severely elevate in my craft. Not saying that I can't elevate in texas at all but for what i want to do it's not there and so uh i remember there was a point in time even during this pandemic and everything going on quarantine i was like am i gonna go home for maybe like a month and i was like no because even with the pandemic happening my why is still here yeah you know and i've come too far to essentially go back my why is just gonna be looking at me like, "What are you doing? What about right. that?" No, I understand. <laughs> I do, I do, because I, it had crossed my mind at one point to go home, and I said, "Nah, this, this is not where it is right now." No. Like, this, like the the energy that I'm getting here, like being able, like, because I've been creating a lot too, and it's right. been, it's almost like this has been kind of inspired me. I guess I like chaos too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen, look. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? Maybe we do. Maybe we like creative chaos or something because I felt like, like in Texas, I wasn't getting enough of the, uh, of the crazy creator. Yeah. I was getting the safe player. People were, yeah. were safe or like, yeah, I'm gonna do this little whatever and it's gonna be. And we, nah, I'm trying to, you know, I want it to be larger than life. Uh, I want the chaos to be the the creative chaos to be to be major so like i feel like if i was in houston or even in austin where i was living i feel like i'd be eaten my why would have been forgotten i'd be comfortable yeah comfortable and uh, it's very comfortable and and being and being in a comfortable place makes me uncomfortable so yeah no i understand (laughs) remembering that why yeah Oh, I'm so long-winded. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you think your younger self would be proud of who you are today? Yes, very proud. Like, very, very, very proud. And, and you know, I'm smiling ear to ear because sometimes we just sit and we're hard on ourselves. Yeah. And maybe sometimes we don't like where we are in the moment. We want to be so further ahead, but then we think back of like how far we've come, and like. My major, my younger self is majorly 
like, wow, look at us. You know, she's just like, look, you did it. You got you in the house that you, you know, you put on your vision board and you, you know, all of this stuff. So she will be so proud. And the person who I'm um, moving into for the future, she gonna be proud of this person for not giving up during the pandemic, like revolution 2020 marchathon. Like, <laughs> she, you know, she's, she's gonna be so happy. You know? Yeah. Jeez. Had That's a, I got I got two more questions for you. Okay. Um the first one is what does it mean to you to be black? Whew. Okay. To be black means to be a beautiful threat to the world. (laughs) A beautiful threat to the world. We are terrifying. We're terrifying at first glance because it's like, how can you be so beautiful? Right? But then when when, when we tap into our art and our essence, that's even scarier. Cause it's like, not only are they beautiful physically, these people are brilliant. Yes. <laughs> like just brilliant. So it's really not a surprise that, you know, everyone wants to just hold us down because I'd be afraid too, Loki. <laughs> <laughs> right. We are a beautiful threat. And that's all that this is. We're a beautiful threat. And it's like, by any means necessary, keep us down. Yeah. But, you know, that's what you do to beautiful threats. You're afraid because it's so amazing. (laughs) I I definitely feel you. (laughs) And my last question is, what is one piece of advice or a lesson that you could share with listeners? Keep going. And your reason for to continuously keep going is your own. You don't have to explain it to anyone. You don't have to go into any spiel, any monologue about how amazing you are, about how you won't settle. Just keep going because you know the reason and the gold at the end of the pot for you to keep going. Like only you know. So keep going and don't waste your energy on telling people why you're going to keep going or what the benefits of keep going is for you. You know what's on the other side of of that. So continuously go, keep going and do not look back. (laughs) Yeah. I appreciate that. I I needed that today too. So thank you. (laughs) Good. You're welcome. Yes. We just got to keep going and don't look back. Period. Yes. (laughs) Agazi, where can the people find you? Okay, you guys can find me on my YouTube channel. That's GaziTV.com. I also have a second YouTube channel. That's GaziTV 2.0. Um, that's where I just talk. Uh, not not necessarily about funny things, but we talk about all kinds of things. Instagram, GaziTV. Twitter, GaziTV. Cash app, GaziTV. Um, <laughs> so we're just GaziTV, Facebook, all across the board. And um, you just Google that. I will pop up everywhere. That's what's up. 
thank you so much for being on the show. Like, I really do appreciate this. Yes, this is awesome. Like, I already knew this. This podcast is very healing and very calming. Um, yeah, I love it. <laughs> Keep doing it. Keep. Doing I appreciate it. that for real. I appreciate being here. Thank you. Thank y'all for listening. This is Mike Brown, and this is The Art of Letting Go. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of The Art of Letting Go. If you like what you heard, please be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to this podcast and leave a comment. Let us know what you think. Let other people know what you think as well. If you want to get in touch with us, hit us up on all social media at The Art of Letting Go Podcast. Also, you can send me an email, the art of letting go podcast at gmail.com or give us a call. Leave a message. We might play it on the show. 213-394-2773. Also, if you would like to support the art of letting go, we got some really cool merch as well as we're now on Patreon. You can find us the art of letting go podcast. Subscribe to us. Thank you guys for listening. This is Mike Brown and this is the art of letting go.